3: Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
4: 306 DGS on KMOX. So one of the great things about being on KMOX is we have such a fantastic stable of people to go to to talk about whatever topic it happens to be. Last night was the first Republican debate. We talked about it pretty extensively in the first hour, of the crossover. Although I will tell you for podcast purposes, we've edited out all Amy Mark scores uh, takes because they were just so dumb. Uh, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, Hancock and Kelly join us now. Fellas, uh, Nick and I watched you last night after the debate. Really enjoyed it. Well done. Thanks for being with us today.
2: Happy to do it. That's very
4: uh, Johnny, it's your side, so let's start with you, and you just take me anywhere you want to go. What did you think?
5: Well, I think uh, DeSantis failed to distance himself from the field last night. You know, his campaign's been struggling. And there's just something about his manner that doesn't come off as presidential, I think. Uh, I think Ramaswamy certainly garnered a great deal of attention. I think he started off well. Uh, By the end, I think some of his inexperience got exposed, but I think there's plenty of Republicans that will eat up what he was selling, so I think he did well. The biggest surprise of the night for me by far was Nikki Haley. I I did not expect to see that level of intensity out of her, Uh, her knowledge of the issues, her ability to contrast with the field, not just as the only woman, but contrasted with the field on debt, which I thought she did a very good job on uh and and certainly on the ukraine issue when she got into it with Ramaswamy, swami that was i think for her that was the high point of that debate she had a very good night i think you're probably are finished with uh governor hutchinson and governor burgum and uh, uh and chris christie i think they you know those guys don't have a realistic shot at anything of course it's probable that none of them have a realistic shot because I think Donald Trump's going to be the nominee. Mm -hmm. So that's what I got.
4: John, let me ask you this. I uh, was—I admitted that I was wrong. I said that I would probably watch 10 minutes of it, be bored to death, and leave. I watched the entire 90 minutes, whatever it was. And I also said that I thought that I would really miss Donald Trump for entertainment purposes, and I didn't. I, I thought it was quite lively, probably a little too lively for my taste. Uh, I also, and and this is going to sound like it's just a real slap at Trump. I, I just mean this. He's obviously good at other things. I thought it was a little above his head. I thought they talked about enough real issues, and he's more of a, uh, you know, little hand, this guy, and, you know, uh, low-energy Jeb. I thought he would have had a hard time keeping up. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Uh, would you expect him to be at the next one?
5: No, I don't think, I don't think he's going to debate. I don't think if he's the— nominee i don't think he'll debate in the fall um next year so no i don't expect him to be there and you're right i mean there was a lot of stuff there's only a couple of goofy questions in that whole debate uh from the moderators i thought they did a pretty good job of covering the gamut of issues uh offering substantial opportunities dealing with the crowd dealing with the back and forth of the candidates i mean that's a tough job yeah Uh, And i thought they pulled it off pretty well
2: michael kelly what'd you think Um, I thought there were a couple of people who did quite well. Nikki Haley and Chris Christie were good. Um, They were normal for me. I mean, none of these people are my cup of tea, as you know. Um, The person who I thought did fine, but he has no chance to go anywhere, is uh, Vice President Pence. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I agree with John. I think everybody else had a bad night. Maybe not DeSantis. The bar has been so low for this guy. Um, that last night when Vivek uh, Ramaswamy was taking all the bullets, he had to have been relieved. Uh, my final thought, though, about the whole debate is, as, as a whole was, uh, and then maybe it was because Donald Trump wasn't there. But I thought this was probably the most substantive debate we've seen uh, in the past six years. Uh, they were talking about issues, offering thoughts. It wasn't just a little one-niner, uh, you know, trying to humiliate people. And they talked about some real substance, with the exception of... I mean, I thought the question about the country music song and the UFOs were nutty. uh, But everything else uh, was uh, pretty substantive. And uh, I was impressed by Fox's uh, uh, moderation of the debate. So, uh, Ramaswamy, he he frightens me.
4: And and I don't mean that... I don't mean that as bad as it sounds. I don't think he's like a supervillain and he should be fighting Spider-Man on the top of buildings or something. He just, I don't know, there's something off-putting about him to me. Do you think he's a real thing? Both of you you think we'll be talking about him in five or ten
2: years? No, I think he's, uh, you you saw his highlight. Uh, He got his 15 minutes last night. Um, He looked to me to be condescending. He's uninformed. He's projecting a lot in the way that Donald Trump did. Uh, you know, accusing people of things that he was in fact doing himself. Uh, I think uh, he's probably going to have a hard time continuing to get traction. Um, and I tend to agree with John. I think this may be a foregone conclusion that uh, Donald Trump's going to be the nominee, and this is just a sideshow until we get to uh, next uh, next uh,
5: spring.
4: Mm-hmm. You think same thing, John, about Ramaswamy?
5: Well, you know, there's a there's a real. Growing fad in politics, certainly Republican politics, uh, of the shiny object. And, you know, you need to look no further than Eric Greitens, who came out of nowhere here uh, to win election as, as governor. Um, the Democrats have a, a guy running for the Senate right now. Lucas Koontz is another one of these. Who's this guy? Uh, and Ramaswamy has the shiny object factor. And I do think that kind of rhetoric that he employed. Clearly, there's an audience for it in the GOP. It's, it was populist. It was nationalistic. It was isolationist. You know, the one really interesting thing for me in this debate is that there is a definite split in the GOP as to the role of America in the world. And, you know, I guess it's always been there to a certain extent. But really, since Ronald Reagan, well, shoot, since Dwight Eisenhower, the Republican Party has been the party of wanting to be the world's superpower, wanting to keep order in the globe, rushing in in national natural disasters in other countries, certainly intervening in other countries, assisting our allies militarily uh, when, when necessary. And there's a whole body of thought now in the GOP that thinks all of that is wrong. Uh, I disagree with it, but there's an awful lot of Republicans that uh, respond to that message.
4: So a lot of times these sorts of debates are... Cast as people who they're trying to be the vice president, they're trying to be the secretary of state, they're trying to be the ambassador to Ireland, whatever it is. Anyone on that stage you think that Trump saw and thought, eh, there's maybe some potential there?
5: Well, yeah, I'll take this. Uh, Ramaswamy, uh, although he says he won't take it. And I mean, seriously, who wants to work for Donald Trump? I mean, yeah, uh, you, you end up needing to spend a lot of money on lawyers, ultimately. You get thrown under the bus, ultimately. I mean, the, the list of people that have worked for Donald Trump that that it's things have not gone well for is lengthy. So I can't imagine there's too many very competent, very able people that are chomping at the bit to be part of that administration. John, were you
4: saying that you don't think that Trump will even debate Biden if if they're both the nominee, or did I
5: misunderstand you? I don't think you will. No, I don't think he will.
3: So for for the two of you guys, the one thing that outside of all of the policy and what, what impression each person made last night, uh, what stood out to me was the circus, basically. Like you've got a crowd jeering people and cheering others. Is that just what we have to accept now? or Is there a way to get around that where we can do these debates in a setting where you're not playing to a small crowd like it's a baseball game?
2: Yeah, I think ideally uh, had that – crowd i think they said there were four thousand people there i mean that's like a that's a a, you know a high school football game there's way too many people there they're yelling they're screaming Uh, despite that they had a pretty substantive debate if they dropped um the the audience members alone i think it would have been one of the most uh important debates we would seen in quite some time but yeah politics is a show uh a lot of these people um, you know, Dave, in the past, you, you mentioned are they trying to audition to be Vice President? I think the most of them are trying to audition to be um, famous or mm. on one of the TV cable channels because I don't think any of them will go work for Donald Trump. and I think that's just kind of the part of the circus they bought. But, but I, you know, Kevin, if you can look through the screaming and the yelling, and, and wow, wasn't there a lot of it in the cheering, there was a substance last night. We've never had substance mm-hmm. like that in a Trump debate. I think the audience is
4: so important. Like, Mike, you came to my stand up. If I did my stand up in front of people who couldn't stand me, no one's going to walk away thinking I was funny. Right, right. Right. I mean, it all has to do with the, the reaction. And while I'm not the biggest fan of Mike Pence for several reasons, I felt bad for the guy because I thought he had several really interesting points. I thought he had some pretty good zingers and some sort of like, you know, smackdowns, but the audience hated him. <laughs> and so it ended up, you ended up feeling like, oh, this guy doesn't even belong on the stage.
2: <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I thought the vice president did fine last night. There's no house for him, he's a guy who has no support inside the Republican Party, no support inside the Democratic Party. Um, and, you know, he but I think he did fine. I, I don't know what he's up to. Maybe try to get on a board, maybe to try to vindicate himself. Uh, but I think he did leave an effective effort in saying, hey, I followed the Constitution and forced everybody to take a spot. And if you remember, it was kind of an uncomfortable moment or two there yeah. for Ron DeSantis when he's like, yeah, 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 I got no beef with him and tried to move on as quickly as possible.
4: Uh, John, if you have the ear of Ron DeSantis, what are you telling him today?
5: Oh, well, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think a little bit of a personality coaching would be in order. And he needs to – and seriously, some, some kind of communication coaching would go a long way. He needs to – he's got basic tools pretty good, and he's got a decent enough record to, certainly to run on. He needs to practice it looking and acting and talking presidential and he's not there and i think that's a big part of the reason why this this rocket hasn't taken off uh
4: the president former president trump is on his way to the airport to fly to georgia to turn himself in to be booked probably maybe perp walked for the first time possibly a mug shot uh just general thoughts on that is there anything more here to say or is this just the next step of uh all these indictments michael
2: Yeah, I guess it's the next step. Uh, I think the the thing I appreciated most about last night's debate was when Chris Christie said, look, this isn't behavior that we should be normalizing. Um, Everybody knows this man did everything. I mean, everything he's being accused of, he did. Whether or not he's going to be legally convicted, uh, we'll wait to find out. But at the end of the day, we all know he did this, and we've normalized it, and we're accepting it. And it's even harder pill to swallow Having spent you know ten years, eight years of my life listening to all these same people who are defending this vile human, tell me what a dirtball Bill Clinton was uh, because he was you know doing all his stuff and and it's just it's just a nutty time we're living in.
4: Uh, John Hancock, Michael Kelly, thank you, fellas. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. See ya. 325 DGS on KMOX. Let's do some audio. Do we have anything that's not debate? And if we do have debate, what do we have?
0: Well, Wheels has something from Tucker in Trump's conversation last yeah, w- night.
3: One thing we really haven't gotten into at all was that. At all? Yeah. And I haven't really heard much about it. Did it do well? It do did we know? extremely well. I mean, it got a ton. Now, keep in mind that the way you analyze views on Twitter is different, right? So, for example, it got 234 million views. That just means though that people saw the tweet. You may not have stopped and watched it. You may not have done anything like that, but that's how many people saw the tweet. But just to give you some Twitter on it, uh, 54,000 replies, almost 200,000 quote tweets, which means these people are sending it so that their followers see it for whatever reason. Uh, And almost 700,000 likes. So it it got a lot of attention. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it definitely got a lot of views. And I thought what was interesting was the very beginning, the, Trump's answer to Tucker's first question, which was, why are you not at the debate tonight?
6: Well, you know, a lot of people have been asking me that. And many people said you shouldn't do them. But you see the polls have come out and I'm leading by 50 and 60 points. And, you know, some of them are at one and zero and uh, two. And I'm saying, do I sit there for an hour or two hours, whatever it's going to be? And. Uh, get harassed by people that shouldn't even be running for president. Should I be doing that? Uh, and a network that isn't particularly friendly to me, frankly. You know, they uh, they were backing Ronda Sanctimonious like crazy and now they've given up on him. I mean, he's it's a lost cause. It reminded me very much of 2016. You know, in 2016 I went through the same stuff and had to fight them all the way. And then they became very friendly after I won, or just about when I was winning. But I just felt it would be uh, more appropriate not to do the debate. I don't think it's uh, right to do it. Uh, if you're leading by 50, 60, I have one problem. leading by 70 points, and I'm saying, why am I doing it? And I'm going to have eight people, ten people, whoever made the debate. I don't know how many it is, but I'm going to have all these people screaming at me, shouting questions at me, all of which I love answering, I love doing, but it doesn't make sense to do them. So uh, I've taken a pass.
3: I think think he's right about that. I, I have a dumb sports analogy for it, but if you're projected as the number one pick in the NFL draft, you don't go to the combine and work out because the only thing you can do is hurt yourself.
4: I didn't know that. Yeah. Welcome back, guys. DGS 336. We are inviting you all to come out and hang with us next Tuesday at Capitol Grill. We haven't done this in a really, really long time. I can't remember the last time we did it. it's, this one's like just no big whoop, man. We're just like, we just put it together. I called Natalie and Chef Cliff. Hey, I'd like to come out and welcome some of the listeners out. You can uh, meet us in the bar. We'll be there about 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can do the Glover Burger that comes with a glass of Merlot for just 25 bucks. You can do a 14-ounce bone-in strip with a side and the Generous Pour for 70 bucks. That's a hell of a deal generous pour goes through september 3rd that's basically seven orange swift wines and some j wines red white and you get kind of all all of it that you want with your entree for 35 bucks so next tuesday 6 p.m to 8 p.m capitol grill in clayton come on by and just just hang out with us there's nothing big going on not spinning a wheel to win kiss andrew or anything like that hey hey Hey. Hey. Right. hey. We can talk. Yes, we can.
0: I'm texting Sue Thomas right now to, so she knows she's invited. Excellent. hmm You wanna I'm do uh, a telling some...
2: everyone I've ever met to tell them.
0: Come <laughs> <laughs> Do I want to do what? A uh, live look at weather with Dave Murray. No, I don't. Okay. There's I'm no weather today. Totally it's hot. My f- Foot down.
3: <laughs> it's just
1: hot. There's your
3: forecast. Let's go ahead.
1: It's a traveling Thursday for me, so I can't be with you live, but I'll be in studio live on Friday for the fall forecast for St. Louis. Live between 3 and 4 o'clock, of course, on the Dave Glover Show. And we continue to deal with the heat and humidity. 78 for the overnight low tonight. The city stays in the 80s. Friday, do it again. Partly sunny. It's hot. It's humid. About 99 for the high on Friday. Close to the record. The record is 101 from 1943. Now, there is a cool front moving our way. It's struggling, and it's a slow mover, but it is on the way. So Friday, the evening is very humid, partly cloudy skies. That front will try to pop a spot thunderstorm late Friday night. It would be after midnight. 75 for the overnight low. On Saturday, better partly sunny skies, but the front is settling just to our south, so there's a chance of a spot thunderstorm on Saturday, and it's still humid. Think of Saturday as the transition day, 90 degrees for the high. Think 89, 90, 68 on Saturday night. Sunday, partly sunny. It's nice, though just a tiny chance of a spot shower. Sunday, 82, so the weather is definitely looking better and better for the Evolution Festival in Forest Park on Saturday and on Sunday. Get See you tomorrow live in studio with Dave and the gang for the fall forecast. See you then. We're a gang.
0: Exciting stuff.
1: It'd be so funny if he doesn't show up. (laughs) He just totally blows us off.
3: (laughs) Well, I won't be here. Oh, you're taking tomorrow off? You (laughs) don't want to
1: see
4: him? No, I'll be here. I'll just be gone. Between Prisoner. three and four.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can't have no Dave and Dave yeah. in the same room. Me and
4: Glenn Zimmerman are going east side.
5: <laughs>
0: uh, headlines? Headlines is brought to you by Schnucks. Where did I put them? Here they are. Get your groceries delivered or use curbside pickup with the Schnucks Rewards app. What's up, Dave? What are you laughing about over there? I sniffed. Oh, I thought you were going.
4: <laughs> no. Mm. My brother used to do that. It used to confuse me. My my brother was very mercurial, and you never knew what kind of mood he was in, and he would go... Like that, and I would think that he was in a good mood laughing, and he was angry. (laughs) Oh, he snorted. That's tough. Yeah, so like things like that, whenever you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah, things can be misinterpreted, can't (laughs) Mm they? I'm
0: like, Dave's laughing, and you're like, nope, I'm angry. That was an angry sniff. (laughs)
4: No, I don't really have an, I don't know, do I have an angry sound? You've known me
3: long enough.
0: Mm. Mm, You get kind of quiet when you're mad. Yeah. Yeah. My eyes
3: go gray. That's weird. I go the opposite. I get louder.
0: Yeah, <laughs> how is that possible? Yeah, it you, is. You get aggressive and Dave gets passive <laughs> aggressive.
3: <laughs> I'm like Thorns throwing. Like a, I'm throwing stuff and hitting things. Like Start swearing starts a lot.
4: <laughs> I do this too a lot. Like if Rach and I are in a fight or something, and I'm being quiet, and then you you ask me like if I'm okay. <clears throat> Dave, are you okay?
0: What?
3: <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, hear that. <laughs> 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 I need a few more seconds yeah. to decide what my answer
0: is going to yeah, be. Fine. How good are you good? Are we cool? <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't we be cool? Yeah, the yeah. best part is when we get in a disagreement on the air and then it's like off the air, it's like, was that a real fight or are we actually mad at each other?
3: <laughs> We've done that hundreds of times. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Just for the air. Are we Nighting? fighting?
3: Amen.
4: No. No, I didn't think so.
3: I okay, do I don't know if I've picked it up from you over the years, but I do like to hit people with the, why wouldn't we be okay? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do you know some reason why we should be
7: upset with each other?
0: All right, we've got some big schnooks news here to start off headlines. You can finally redeem schnooks rewards points at self-checkouts. So this whole time, it has been a little bit of a bummer. You have to go through the... Regular cashier line if you want to cash in your Schnucks rewards points, but now they have made it available on the self checkout kiosk, which is what I normally use. Uh, so that's that's good news for all my Schnucks rewards shoppers out not there. A
4: bummer for me because I fear the self checkout, and I know I'm not you do, ashamed Dave. to say so. <laughs> I know you do. When I see those people lining up, it's like they're joining the army. Yeah, I'm just like <laughs>
2: Dave's like <laughs> you're I'm a hero.
7: You are a hero with your cottage cheese and grapes. <laughs> uh, have fun getting drafted. I love into those things so much. much.
3: I like that because I'm I, I'm a, I'm a nerd about how things go together in the bags, and I hate it when you get somebody that's just not paying attention. It's like, and this thing's here, cold thing squishes the softy. Th- I want it to be done right.
4: So I pretty much only go through the cashier checkout, but I do love to bag the groceries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I yeah. do. I so love you do it.
3: that? You just stand at the end and like, again,
4: doop doop. hero. I just feel like I. I should get a certificate of some kind. Ooh, you
0: know what I love about self checkout? When you have produce and you type in the produce code. That's my
4: biggest fear. Well, oh, but then it's you easy. get to it's pretend that you're a
0: cashier. It's fun. Uh,
4: yeah, it's not bad at all. Not bad at all. When uh, we, Rach and I used to go down to Culinaria, to Schnooks, and she, of course, would do the. In fact, I think they only have self They only have self checkout. And I was like. She was like my mom, and I was like a little kid, because <laughs> she would be like beep, and I'd be like me put it in bag, and I'd be like don't put
0: it in that way. It's not gonna read it if you don't put it down in the right way. Now that's
3: gonna squish the bread, and, and
4: you're then like a, a couple times. A couple times I would be buying like a bottle of wine, and you have to show your ID, and the, the people at least downtown in culinary are like they don't care, and I'd be like. Mm,
3: they're <laughs> <laughs> waving everyone sees. <laughs> Rachel's like, chill, Jesus, yeah. you're embarrassing I
0: me have while to I pretend b- to be a cashier. <laughs> I have to come back here.
3: Do you guys ever hit the button for the bananas and you <laughs> always put in the right number, but you're so tempted? Like, what if I just. I'm getting six bananas. I'm sorry. I I thought this is from
0: the boy who doesn't buy bananas.
3: Wait a minute. I thought they weighed the bananas. I'll buy bananas for the Where do you get them by, like, the charge by banana?
0: Honest.
3: I, I said I always put in the right number, but there's always that temptation. It's like, what would happen? It doesn't ask you... Where does yeah, it ask you, you for the number of bananas? Sometimes
0: you put in the number and then you also weigh it so they can tell you just put it on there and you lying. put in the
3: code and it says what it costs. I think, yeah. I think Target is. The Target mm. self-checkout. Well, we're to- oh, not talking about Target. We're talking oh. about Schnucks. Keep well, up I, with the show, Andrew. Well, I would never do that at Schnucks. Damn it, Andrew. Yeah, I would. <laughs> because I respect them. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I have no respect for Target. We respect Schnucks
0: on this show. <laughs> Did you guys see that hackers stole data from Duolingo users? Duolingo, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. I need to take a class on it. how to so it's so, uh it's a language teaching app. They they it's run like, the Rosetta ads Stone for it type here thing, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Radio station. Um, their data was recently leaked to a known hacking forum, including names, email addresses, logins, and other info. They have more than seventy four million monthly users globally, so that's not good. <sighs> so hopefully that all works out. Pork Brit belly. Be fine. I think
4: I'm gonna fake being able to speak a foreign language like uh, Wheels does French. Yeah, I fake them all. Because yeah, you, sure. you fooled me up until now. Like, I, I speak, really bought into it. I speak Dutch too.
0: Pork belly prices are soaring. There's a jump of 106 percent in the price since January. So that means you'll see even higher prices on bacon, which is primarily cut from pork bellies. So get ready for that. Bacon is already super oh my expensive. Gosh. It's crazy. I said
4: it was 10 bucks the other day. It was like the upper end bacon. For a pack. Yeah, nine ninety nine. Holy wow. moly. Crazy. Insane. Have you guys seen on TikTok, this is for like from the 70s, I think, but it's a, an Italian singer who is like the Tom Jones or something. Yes. Have you seen it? Where, the video? Where he is singing a song that sounds American. Yes, but it's nonsense. But it's nonsense? <laughs> yes. It's yeah. the best oh. video ever. And everyone's just groove into it. And he's like, Earth in the gold in the yes. squirrel in the tank. And it's like, everyone's like, wow. They're losing
3: <laughs> it because they think he's singing in English. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best video ever. I forget the name of that guy. I'm going to Google it
0: now. So, wait, is it in, in English? The words just don't make sense when you put them together? No, they're
4: not. They're not even. There are some words, but most of them are just like if the you. Gibberish. Yeah, yeah. We can't do it anymore. If you do the
3: Baba the Italian. Yeah. But if you say, like,
4: pretend to be Italian, I could pretend to be Chinese. Chinese. i could but you can't but it's like he's doing that for english
3: adriano yeah. Celentano, that's his name and that it's, sounds like a fake italian i know it? oh my god
0: can it's the best the video that? yeah
3: i got the video here oh can you play it i don't think i can because it's on my laptop okay
0: so we have uh, on Tuesday I don't know if anybody in this room noticed it but DoorDash, Uber Eats and Grubhub all went down on the same t- at the same time. It was a brief outage uh, but it's not clear why they all suffered outages or why they were offline at the same time. Hope it's not a Duolingo situation where people's mm. data was getting hacked. Uh, but later in the afternoon service appeared to be restored. It's kind of scary that DoorDash, Uber Eats and Grubhub all went down. How would we eat? Yeah. Go to good the question.
3: restaurants ourselves. Uh-uh. A new
0: study claims drinking beer in moderation could be good for your gut and immunity. I always have to pull stories like this because tomorrow we'll have a story yeah. that says beer is sending you to an early <laughs> grave. <laughs> and the last story, we already brought it up today, but pumpkin spice lattes are back at Starbucks starting today. They also are offering two new seasonal beverages this season. Iced apple crisp, oatmeal, oat milk, shaken espresso, and the iced pumpkin cream chai tea latte. They also have a baked apple croissant. That sounds good. getting
3: complicated. But that sounds good, though. Yeah, that does. Apple croissant.
0: 535, talking to
4: Rick Horton. Hey, Rick. Hey, Dave. How are you today? Good, pal. So uh, what do you think of Mason Wynn so far?
8: Well, I like Mason Wynn. I I, I like his... uh, I like kind of his attitude he seems very kind of uh together and you, you'd love the fact that he covers a lot of ground defensively and he's an exciting player and you know i mean you know he's got growing to do as all young players do, but he's been fun to watch and uh, really very respectful guy too with with how he kind of treats the, all of us in the media world and 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 i think his teammates uh, teammates like him too.
4: Yeah, I like uh, he he has an aggression to him, a confidence yeah. in the way he approaches yeah. ground balls and and yeah. uh, and throwing the ball. I, I love that.
8: So it's, it's interesting. There's always this great thing we've talked about this before, Dave. But but you know this line between being confident and arrogant. I mean you, if, 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 I mean you almost want to get right up to that line. You don't want to be arrogant, but if you are not confident, then you should be doing something else for a living. And and he's definitely got that got that charisma that he carries himself there's a lot of people that have played with him that think about him as a long-term leader but he's you know he's 21 years old so he's not going to do that yet but I think at some point he'll be that guy because he just kind of exudes confidence
3: Rick let's stick with uh, another young guy uh, Zach Thompson who you know we, we sometimes I think we overdo I think we've talked about this we overdo the whole tryouts for next year thing in the final couple yeah. of months of a season but I mean this is a former first round draft pick with great stuff who has kind of bounced back and forth between roles, but he's looked great here in his last few starts. So the interesting
8: thing, Kevin, about him is, is uh, Ollie actually had a conversation with him and said, you know, sometimes guys pitch better in the big leagues than they do in the minor leagues. And, you know, at, at AAA level, he was all over the place yep. with his command. He could not throw a strike to save his life. And he's come up here and, he's, and he walks one guy a game. And it's like, you know, hey, just just embrace that. Get past the, you know, what kind of what you were doing there and, And realize that maybe you've just kind of found something. So I think you know there's always some psychology when you deal with uh, young players. But I I like what I see from him. He's got great spin rate on his curveball, and the fastball has some pop to it.
4: What do you guys think of Kisner? He seems to be having a breakout year.
8: Oh, he's such a smart dude too. I mean, he really he works as hard as anybody. So every once in a while, I ask Ollie, who's the best three bunters on your team, and Kisner's on that list. Who's the three guys that understand all the fundamentals best on your team? I'll just ask him those questions. Kisner's on that list, too. So, I mean, you like a guy that uh, kind of outkicks his coverage all the time, and Andrew does that.
3: He's an interesting guy because he was a third baseman in college and was known as a hitter. And then obviously yes. that transition to being a catcher can be really tough and, and the offense can get left behind. But the the batted ball numbers are kind of showing this stuff's not fluky. Like, this is legit production no. we're seeing.
8: No, and I'm still. I got to talk to the Turner Ward about this, but there's something different in his swing. He, I mean, he's doing damage now. Where last year he was just trying to put the ball in play. I mean, he was almost like a every swing was a two strike O oh, two swing, and 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 he's not that guy anymore. Even even if he has two strikes, he swings the bat. Actually, he was a shortstop originally out of Richmond, right? Uh, out of uh, high school in Richmond. When he went to NC State, they moved him to third, and then. Uh, to catch her. And it was obviously a good move, by the way, playing golf at Pine Valley today with a bunch of Cardinals and broadcasters and holy cow, are we having fun here?
4: Very nice. Have a great time. We'll talk to you next week.
8: Yep. You bet. Thanks.
7: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?